This is very suspenseful. Is that the soundtrack to Lord of the Rings? Guys, I have an emergency update. Bitcoin is testing $48,000 as exactly as predicted on this channel. Now, as you can see, some strong altcoins like AKT, like Tia, like Say are all rallying ETH BTC still getting a beating Vitalik you better call your mom you better call your daddy because the boogeyman is out to get you now what do we do here as you can see the stock market is pressing against all-time highs now what does this mean for your altcoin if you are in knee shit deep basement of the bottom barrel altcoins I have some good news for you now, instead of being 70% down, you will actually realize some profit. The amount of pump that is going to melt face is indescribable. If we continue to follow alongside this eight-hour channel of the Bitcoin price chart, we can see prices of $60,000. Goodness Now, gracious. we have Say and we have Tia. The modular barbell. What is modularity? Do you know what modularity is? Our wealth is being modularized that, that in music. Real time. Hold up. That music makes me think that like Frodo is going to kill Aragorn or something. Now, yeah, that. as you can see, Tether is printing is money a dragon out of the gas. Something Powell and Gary Ginsler are about to pump this market. Now, we're here joined by Sefi. We have citizens. And we have El Pepe. Now, listen, the space is recorded as always. And, you know, we're here to provide um, some excellence and quality content for you guys. Right. Each and every day in the evenings, you know, we get up here and we talk our book. Right. So now, Sefi, I have another emergency update in regards to the ETF. So, um, guys, just bear with me right now. Currently, uh, my screens are. Having uh, having some technical difficulties here, but you know we'll we'll get right into it. Your computer okay, can't play that song because it's got you need let's you need a better computer, man. Okay, now guys, we're about two weeks away from Dimension. Okay, you've got Dimension, you've got Saga, and you ask yourself, Wabi, what are all these altcoins that you're talking about? I can't find Saga. I can't find Dimension. I can't find Monad. What is Monad? Pepe, Frog with a hat. Is this a meme chain? Is this Solana with memes? Now, I'll tell you this, okay? If you see Say, right, talking about a parallel EVM, and you see, you know, Monad doing the same thing, it's basically Solana with memes and Pepe. Pepe, Frog with a hat, Monad. Do you have big balls? Okay, so... Anyways, dime. Whoa, whoa! Weeks. My manner is have, now inspired. Do you have? Do you have nads? Okay, that is the key point. Do not mess this up. Do not be stuck here for another cycle, thinking that this time is different. Okay, now, anyways, everyone is being grabbed by the balls with Ethereum. When are my ETH bags going to pump? Well, as I said earlier, you might have to call Vitalik's mom or dad. Maybe file a complaint. And maybe, just maybe, we could get a little bit too 
eager and finally catch the vitalic pump the vitamin pump right let's get the pump on the coin okay so now sefi i understand that you're a pretty big fan of some alts so what are you mainly looking at go ahead and tell the people um we're just gonna watch our zephyr bags moon and beat all the other shit okay citizens what are you looking at tell the people I uh, I think I'm looking at some very big balls uh, at the very moment. Uh, yes, my balls are feeling enormous. I feel as though I need to get in on this coin. Mm. Okay, okay. Excellent. Uh, he All right, bought, guys. He bought orgasm tokens while you All right, were guys. looking for Mona. I think that wraps, up, that wraps up another episode of Crypto Weather. I hope you've enjoyed this segment. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time. This episode has been brought to you by Wabi, Sefi, and Citizens Cosmos. Wow. It's like yeah, a hurricane's that, that, coming that, in. That, 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 that has a nice ring to it now, doesn't it? Yeah. Gonna be, it's like, gonna, it's, it's going to be one of the top live stream shows in the bull run. Mark my words, brother. Crypto weather. I feel like, a, I feel like a tsunami is like coming. Yeah, yeah. Either that or a dragon. One of the crypto know. weather by King Wabi brought to you by Because Bitcoin. It's going to be one of the best live stream animated shows in history. Isn't isn't that the isn't that the theme music to like Justice League or something? No, no, no. Like, it's actually it's actually is that a, a the part where Wonder Woman like attacks Batman or some shit. No, 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 no. It's 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 a song that I composed uh, for crypto okay. weather. It's an actual okay. thing, cri- crypto weather. So okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be me in front of like. You know, like a weatherboard chart, but instead of like clouds and stuff, it's just going to have prices. So if the like price charts is pumping, and things. yeah. So if the price is pumping, it'll have like a sun. Maybe you should have like and... Ichimoku cloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly that what we're going to have. And if there's a dump, right, we'll have like you know severe tsunami alerts and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. Did you, did you look at the effort uh, chart today? Um, I did not, brother. It's bullish on every metric you can imagine. Tell me more, man. Crossing MACDs, RSIs, like uh, hash rate mooning above XMR and staying there consistently. Like uh, volume that's pretty much like 10x what most things in this market cap are. Uh, just consistently every day. Yeah, it's looking super, super hot. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah. Now it's listen, our, it's I, our, I, like it's a, it's the straightforward 10x, 20x from here. I I posted something up on the nest and the jumbotron. If you guys want to check out that tweet, and I need you, I need you to admit it. Did anyone here get flooded out of their bag like a weenie, or did you guys hold strong to bring honor and out of what your bag? lineage? Exactly. You you held strong, right, Sefi? Am I right? You held your bag. You didn't get flooded. You, you mean from this last week? Like these yeah. little dumps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these, this is all buying time. Okay, good, good. Good. Uh, King Wabi, uh, were you blessed with autism by chance? I was. Before you got in here, King Wabi, uh, we had somebody in here who was willing to risk condemnation, uh, was willing to sell out the market makers uh, just to get a quick buck or something. Oh yeah, that was me.
<laughs> the terrible King Wabi. You mean you did not give away any autism, King Wabi, to any virtuous people you encountered? I did, yeah. I did. I did give some away. I did give some away. But um, unfortunately, the wallet that I used was so disgraced, I had to, like, you know, leave in, in humiliation. So, but, yeah. But at least uh, I bought the dip on it, and then it ripped to, like, 20 mil market cap. And then I graciously had to uh, walk to greener pastures. How gracious were you? I was very gracious. Hmm. They call me King Wabi the Gracious. Now, listen... I understand that we're all feeling sunny, like oranges. We're squeezing all over the place with happiness. But, citizens, can you play some guitar for us? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look here, Bo. And it's actually like this. (laughs) It's actually like this. It's actually like this. (laughs) No, it's not. Don't don't do all that. Yeah, it's like um, those those, those freaks I used to hang out with. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look here, Bo. That's, that that's was you that used to say that, not the freaks that used to hang out with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know that. Yeah, one day, so I used to say that when they were here. Yeah, so like, um, yeah, like we were just kind of going through today. Like, quite a few things look like they're ready to really giga pump, which is nice. Injective looks like it's about to run soon. Dude, an injective like, dumped to like twenty nine bucks, and then you know pulled off an yep. insane rally. Anybody could have. You know, bought no, the, the night box and all that shit. The first liquidation um, was good. <clears throat> and the second one um, yesterday or whatever, uh, put in a higher low again. So it's pretty much ready to run after that. It just showed like s- strength in terms of like uh, the liquidations. So every time you get those little dips, it's bullish when uh, you get a higher low after them. So injective looks ready. It's like at forty two twenty, and it's like high was like forty four, I believe, forty four ish. So it should it should run now. I think it's only three point five billion market cap, so it's got some definite um, juice left in the tank. I think gas in the tank. It should, um, I think, reasonably two x from here. Don't you think? That's like Citizens Don's uh, enormous testicles. He's right now moving towards uh, his exchange of choice. And hearing Monad right now for his gonad. That song from Creed. You just sing that song from Creed that goes like, Can you take me higher to a place where we belong? Can you take? (laughs) Keep going. That's the song for the bull run, dude. Can you take? Are you guys Creed fans or something? (laughs) Citizens Don was actually like the backup guy for Creed, man. You don't even know. Listen, if I were to sing that song right now, you would not be able to. Tell the difference. Dude, I would be reminded of Spider-Man 2. And they say that a hero can save us. I'm not gonna stand in my way. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Now listen, when Celestia gets to over 25 bucks, bro, I will personally, personally make a audio sound of me singing that Creed song. Can you take me higher? Um, we just have to do it, Celestia <laughs> Price. I'm pretty sure you'd make that fucking tape regardless of whether that thing went up like another dollar or not. It, I, I think I would. That's like the whole precipice, right? Celestial, Celestia, Tia, hello, Tia Titans. It kind of goes hand in hand, right? Spider-Man versus the Titans, you know, making some parallel. I'm trying to create some parallel dreams here. I'm going to call the team nope. and tell them to dump on your ass. Hey, 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 Don is so enticed by your depiction. Uh, Citizens Don is going to take this uh, wisdom that you have given us uh, very much to heart. Thank you. Citizen Don talks about himself in the third person for some reason. Citizens, can you sing that song real quick? Just say that one verse. Can you take me higher? Dun, dun, dun. To place where we can cry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my That's God. That's right, man. A middle-aged dad in his garage lifting weights with a hat. <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> see, see, this is what people like right so anyways no one's gonna fucking buy monad when it releases because everyone's gonna be too distracted and i'm gonna keep saying that shit they just don't got the gonads yeah yeah like on friday everyone was talking about this thing but it's kind of chilled out a bit so it's kind of like Celestia. Remember when everyone was talking about Celestia at the bottom, Safi, and everyone thought that the token was going to release imminently, and then they didn't do shit for like another year. Remember that? Oh damn! Oh, we lost them. This happens from time to time. King Wabi, uh, Safi, from time to time has little interruptions. Hmm. Interrupting what? Between... Oh, there he is. I'm here. King Wabi made a comment. Uh, he was inquiring as to whether you recalled a certain event. Which event? I missed that question. I was distracted. Mm. The well, last time you went. You remember at the bottom of the market when everyone was talking about Celestia and then the token didn't release for almost another year? Because I do. Cast Pappy put in the comments, uh, King Wabi, Zeph is trash, bro. Don't listen to him. Oh, my goodness, King Wabi. Just stick with Monad. Forget Sefi. Sefi is playing these kinds of mind games with you right now. Um, he is ignoring your question, maybe alluding to the fact that he acknowledges it and gives you a response. In it's, a probably, it's probably like, generally unwise to fade any coin that someone will talk about from now until the end of time. Right? Like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter what token it is. If you have someone doing that day in, day out for God knows how long, probably a plus side. Like, that's just, like it doesn't matter what the token does or doesn't do. It sounds like whatever King Wabi is holding on to in his traumatic past 
could in fact be remedied if he just let go and let Zephyr. All right, man. So, citizens, are you going to play some guitar for us, brother? Uh, is um, that would be something virtuous, Citizen Don would do for the space. Yeah, yeah. Sing the song higher from Creed. Wow. Um, you know what? Let me just put this. Uh, let me finish smoking this uh, cigarette. Uh, this is part of the uh, tribal nature of Citizens Dawn. Uh, he goes through this scarification process uh, to uh, represent his tribe. So um, give me a moment uh, as I prepare this virtuous act for you, King Wabi. Thank you. Why would you want to smoke as a singer? It's weird. I'm sorry. I'm, I was doing my voice preparations. Did you have a question, Sefi? Um, why, why would I what? Why would you want to smoke as a singer? It's weird. Yes. Uh, see, some tribal practices, you see, Sefi, uh, they're so uh, primitive, you might say. Tribal practices, really? Yes. There's, is it's, is it's that the thing. direction it's, we're going here? There, there is... Listen, it's kind of like the, mar the market makers. Let's go back to that. Market makers? Look, if were you some kind of Native those, American or something? If those market makers, you know, with the Zeph dev team, uh, weren't tribal to some degree, would it not be the case that it would not be the certain success that it will be in the future? I don't know what you just said. It's okay. It's okay. Keep preparing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to my. Yeah. Yeah. Keep preparing. Get that cigarette done with, or whatever it is you're doing, or put it out. You know, like save like a, a lung cell somewhere. That's true, but Sefi, uh, what I am uh, training actually here, don't don't be in the water. I got, I got kids to put to college and shit. Keep smoking so I can make money. Oh my! Are you? You have yeah. get cancer. Tell me your, tell get, me your stock. Tell me your stock options right now. I can do some biopsies. My intuitive surgical stock can go up because the robots cost money. Um, yeah, the more you smoke, the better it is for my bottom line. Go do it then. Oh my! This is reverse psychology, Stephanie. Not really. It's, it's, it's directly beneficial to if you smoke. It's really not reverse psychology. Stephanie, no, you are trying to mask your compassion. Uh, by giving good doctorly advice. Dude, college costs money these days. Yep, smoke like maybe four packs a day. Tell all your friends to do it. Otherwise, I'm fucked. Everyone's quitting smoking lately. It's not good. Right? That's true. That's true. Yeah, now, how are we going to um, run these hospitals with no one actually being admitted? That's true. Did you know, we, did you know that the market too 70 much. to 80 percent of all uh, like people at a hospital are smokers and ex-smokers? 70 that, to 80 percent. Listen, I am now sick. sold, Stephanie. You are by you, you are uh, necessary all for us to have a, a healthcare industry, man. Necessary. Stephanie, by shaming me, your virtuous nature is really. Uh, just kind of facilitating uh, a balance. It's it's a stable coin of, of sorts, you see. I think that's exactly uh, what we're doing. 
I can see your virtuous okay, nature. Don't smoke then. Don't smoke. It's bad for you. Which one is it that you have to decide? Listen, you think about this for the next few days, and then you come back and tell me what you decided to do about it. You're going to never you know smoke. I am going to. I'm going to quit smoking right now. Now, right I, now, you're committed. I, right. Your I'm just going to finish this one cigarette. After this cigarette, this is the I last have, one. I have umpteen cigarettes, but to you here now, Steffi. So, sell them to kids I will show you, you can, the power of Steffi. You have extras. Just get rid of them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not even going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to just look at them. I'm going to meditate on those cigarettes. That's what you should do is take, like, take a few and pass them out to different kids so they can learn how to smoke too. Um, we need it. We need to keep the industry going. It's like the autism token. You just like want it distributed widely. Right. This is so true. This is so true. Yeah. So it's, it's helpful to like educate as many people how to smoke as possible. And it's virtuous. In a way, in a way, yeah. Wow. King Wabi left before Citizens Dawn did his other virtuous act right after his first one, which he's almost done with. I can't believe this. It's like he didn't really even care uh, to receive something virtuous. I don't get it. Yep. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Go. He's saying something and he talked about Creed and then he ran off. That's fine. Whatever. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, I think what I'm going to do is uh, I've got to get some maybe work done. Let's uh, what is this? Like, there's some comments here in the thing. Let's see what people said. When autism decouple from injective. I don't know. Uh, when value accrual, bro, or though. Oh, this is for the <clears throat> Akash token. Um, value accrual is not necessary. Value accrual is something that, um, you know, like the more actual value accrual mechanisms are, the less likely coin go up. It needs to go up on memes alone. Um, let's see what other things have people said here. Um, and corrected Wabi saying BTC is 46.9, not 48. That's fair. Um, he's not a very good weatherman. We know that. Um, uh, Fat Cheetah says something about something's a bull trap. Uh, oh, Zephyr is a bull trap. Uh, okay. All right. It's a possibility. I think he's doing that as a reverse psychology to see if it'll go up. Um, let's see what, who, what are these other comments here. Uh, no. I don't know if there is one. Oh, when airdrop for Corium? The hell is that? Fastest blockchain in crypto? I don't even know what that is. C-O-R-E-U-M. Oracle said so. No idea. Um, let's see. I said link, win $32, and someone said $9 first. Okay, that's fair. Whatever. Afrian said, yes, it's boring to hold Zephyr. That's terrible. I'm not sure why that would be the case. It's only been a couple of months. Um, so these people have like short uh, attention spans, I think. 
You mean they can't listen to a rambling of Citizens Dawn that is really concise, but sometimes uh, so elaborate and ingenious that they just wander? Yeah, someone has to explain to me the Grayscale Chainlink Trust. Why in the hell is it trading at eight trading at eighty-seven dollars? Like it's beat almost every crypto coin. Uh, it should be worth like fifteen bucks, which is the price of Chainlink itself. But it's trading at a premium at eighty-seven dollars, which is interesting. What do you think? It is very interesting. It's just like purely meme coin pumpamentals. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, don't go and buy this thing. You'll probably get dumped on. It's like it's up like twelve hundred percent. That's the price Link should be at, but instead the Grayscale Link Trust is that level. It's ridiculous. Mm. Elon Musk says Mark Cuban is a racist. Why? He's a Cuban. Oh, something about Martians. Hmm. Cubans are inherently racist. Is Mark Cuban Cuban? Or is just that's his name? Um... I'm going to leave that up to interpretation. Yep, grayscale, grayscale chain link trust is just going straight vertical. Um, <laughs> it's the funniest parabolic chart. Doc Light says Zeph is clear for takeoff. Let's retweet that. It's good. Um, let's see. Jose is here shilling Astroport. Number one used DAP on most of these chains responsible for greater than 90% of TVL and volume. Astroport is an index bet on Cosmos growth. It's reasonable. Mm, are you a fan of AI-generated uh, women? Oh, since it's done, uh, you know what? I, I've been following uh, this development very closely as an investigator. Um, I I am amazed the ability for these bots, you know, to but be are able you to. Gonna, are you going to be really upset, like if you start having, let's say, you have this hard on for this like uh, AI generated woman, and then you realize afterwards it was AI generated; it wasn't. She wasn't real. Um, what do you say to that? It's fine. Whoa, whoa, that's 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 mind-boggling. It was like, you know, would you not maybe consider like questioning your reality? You know, at that point, I'm asking you. I don't know. Well, I mean, I would reassess uh, exactly, you know, everything. I mean, yeah, like generated uh, images tailored perfectly to you. You're not a fan. I think you have no choice but to be a fan. If you weren't a fan, you wouldn't be you pretty much. Because like if they're tailored to your likes and dislikes, 
then you'll have no choice but to like them. That's just how life works. It's inevitable. Well, how, how are we going to throw off the algorithm? I've been trying to hack the algorithm, Sefi. I've been doing uh, thumbs Which down. Algorithm? I've been doing the, re- the reverse psychology thing. You know, like if there's going to be AI generated uh, people exactly to, you know, what you're displayed preference you're kidding you? you're telling me you're going to try to psyop psyop of course i don't think i so. am a conspiracy investigator the psyop has way more energy than you do it's like you know perpetual right like it's very difficult to outlast it you know what i'm saying it's like it's hard to um it just has more stamina than you do the machine. Listen, I will swipe left and right on Tinder uh, in a very random way. And no company is going to be able to formulate an AI generated uh, female based on my swipes. But then won't you just end up with a girlfriend you don't like? Right? I mean, like, like you psyched yourself out into, like to the wrong type of woman? Oh my goodness. The, the, like, this like is... are you going to go so far as to like just go out with women you don't like to sigh off the system? That's the question. It's it's like a deep rabbit hole. Holy crap, Sefi. My mind is being blown right like, now. How much work are you going to put into like deceiving the AI realistically? I think you underestimate my commitment as an investigator to the truth. This isn't about the truth. This is just about time. It takes a lot of work to do that shit. Right? Like, how are you going to... It's called weaponized autism. Ooh. Autism as a a weapon? Yeah. 4chan behavior. Um, There was a survey recently asking an important question. Do you think women or men are going to be more likely to be, um, like, enamored with, like... AI boyfriends and girlfriends. Men. You think guys are going to be like, it's going to be like the movie Her? Listen, Seppi, we're getting too deep. Blade Runner. Listen, we are delving deep into the underpinnings of the forthcoming orgasm coin. And if we go any deeper, it might just be too explosive of a drop from Citizens Dawn. Independent Uh, investigative journalist. Hold up a second. You're not jerking off to my my voice, are you? Oh, man. This space has gone dark. Hey, Bruce, you got to save us. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, things have gone downhill. Citizen has taken us to some deep, deep corner of his mind. We're having a hard time digging ourselves out. What is, um, what's the summary in my absence? Well, long story short, he, he began with discussing his orgasm token. I'm not sure what that's all about. And then it kind of devolved into mm-hmm. like some sort of discussion about his proclivities towards like AI girlfriends and things. Citizen, is that true? I can't hear. Can anyone else hear? No. He hasn't said, he hasn't said anything yet. He's trying to figure out what to say now. 
Just what you describe sounds kind of disgusting. Doesn't sound like the guy I remember. That's a guy who sings Creed songs. You see, I'm a little shy at the moment. Uh, Coach Bruce has returned. Now, Citizens Dawn is but a Padawan when it comes to, uh, let's say, learning the ways, the karmic threads of the universe. Uh, and um, has been trying to attain virtuosity, uh, worthy of, uh, let's say, learning from a master. A master when it comes to creating, uh, you might say, meme coins that uh, somehow um, manage to have some intrinsic significance. Don clearly has some form of autism. I'm not sure what's going on here. Maybe you can analyze further, Bruce. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with it. Who, sorry? Who, where, what? Don, Don has some, some form of autism. I'm not sure what's going on with him. Don Kryptonian. No, Citizen's Don here. This Don. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, he might just be a loser. I don't, I don't mean that definitively. I mean, we haven't assessed yet. Just because somebody is strange doesn't mean they're autistic. There's just like some probability he's a loser. I think there are a lot of people out there who try and reframe their loserishness as autism in order to try and ride high on all of the, the benefits, the social benefit, the status of being autistic when they're in fact not. Well, earlier he was proposing like a biometric measurement device that's implanted in the testicles for the purpose of like, I guess you get more orgasm tokens based on the number of times. I don't know. It just seems, it just seems like a lot of work. To I mean, if you, if you want to do like a, if you want to do a vulgar space or something, then I'll no, leave. But I, like, I, like he ha he brought this up, but I'm not interested in like implants, you know, in my genitalia, like, like the whoop, like I'm like, all right, fine, I'll wear it. It's on my wrist. But this whole thing he brought up with this orgasm token, I don't like it. You missed this discussion earlier. Sorry. Good. Yeah. It all sounds like trying way too hard. Oh, it is. Apparently, there's a token attached to this thing. I have no idea how it works. Well, it's it's pretty hush hush at the moment. Um... It's in the early stages of development. Um, it's not trying too hard. I hate to say, uh, Coach Bruce, I don't want to contradict. Um, maybe Citizens Dawn is in fact a loser. It's possible. Uh, it's also possible Citizens Dawn is the biggest bull run possible. You never know. Bruce, when's the next uh, cruise you're going on? You're going to go on a boating trip at some point? Never. Never again? Water. I'm afraid of water. Oh. Wow, what happened last time? I died. That's why I'm here. Jesus, someone threw you off the boat? Have you ever seen... Um, there's some horrific videos of like uh, kids dead. I think the one of the latest ones was near Hawaii or something. I can't remember exactly where. Or where where's the where's that um island area where it's pretty shark infested? Maybe the Caribbean or something. Um there was a kid who who jumped, I think about eighteen, maybe younger, maybe seventeen, sixteen. He jumped off a Royal Caribbean cruise liner. Um and obviously when you jump off, 
it might seem as though you could just swim back to the ship, but it's going fast as fuck, right? Like I think um, the big ones go like 25, 30 knots or something. Pretty, pretty damn fast. Like like 20, 20 30, 35 miles an hour. Um, Isn't it dark, get, right? Yeah, he he jumped off it and um, got eaten by a shark immediately. Lost um, in the pitch black, by the way. And there's no way. Okay, so firstly, in order to even turn the ship around, somebody's going to need to contact staff. Who's going to need to contact like one of the crew? Who's going to need to contact the captain? Who's going to need to make some kind of decision and assess if it's even relevant or not? And it's going to take probably a good twenty miles to even turn around. And then you're in the pitch black. Um, but it so happened that this guy was jumping right into shark infested water um there's a video of it uh it was all over twitter like not too long ago a couple of months back he jumps in and you see uh like a shark's fin or a shark's outline and then that's it he's just gone the the ship is moving so fast and it's so dark just gone forever crazy this stuff. sounds like the end of like some person in a james bond film or something who meets their uh, demise well like imagine that it's just like one of those weird contrasts where he he was having a good time and maybe his friends put him up to it or something and he leaped off laughing <laughs> and then died within like 10 seconds effectively the sharks got him crazy it's kind of a good way to go maybe he was happy well, you, well, could, you, you couldn't see sharks getting him but you could see that there was like a little rumble in the water and then he's gone and that's it you i, I think somebody somebody like um edited it to zoom in and clarified and stuff and you could see the oh. outline of the shark um trying to bite him or something um but yeah he he was it, it seems like he was immediately grabbed like within five seconds of being in the water just chose the absolute wrong place to jump in um and then the ship is going like 30 miles an hour so he just fades out really quickly he, he like slides to the right of the screen very very quickly what a horrifying way to die like no way back. Well, there's a best kill terrible. for the remaining of the crews then as well. Huh? Well, I mean, it might, imagine, it might you have be, a week, uh, imagine you have a week left. Yeah, I mean, it might be cooler if um, <laughs> all of his friends and family hadn't seen him get eaten, um, Sefi, in terms of a cool death. And also, if he wasn't like 16, 18 or something. Um, one of the the last cruises I went on, Sefi, three people died. That was quite interesting. Really, of what? Just random or what? Just, uh, I guess, elderly population. <laughs> Heart attacks. If you have a, <laughs> well, I mean, if you have a if you have a cruise, I mean, so the first thing about cruises is they generally have quite an old population, right? Older demographics, especially some cruise lines and some periods of the year, like non school holidays. Um, it can average like sixty or so, and then if you have a a, a cruise line of say. 4,000 people, 5,000 people or so, there's a really high probability that some of them will die, especially given the, the exertion and the gorging of food and the drinking and stuff. Um, and <laughs> the, the interesting thing is... more, right? Yeah. They, they, so in, in the belly of a... Not many people realize this, but in the belly of a cruise liner, um, one of those large ships, they have a morgue with capacity for about four or five people. Um, they also have an arms room, by the way, which is quite interesting as well. You know, like the... Have you seen the Somali pirates off the, the Suez Canal? Um, every cruise liner, no matter where it is, has a room full of guns, <laughs> like automatic weapons and stuff that can only be opened by one guy in case of a ship invasion or something. Um, but as well as that, they have a morgue. Um, one of the interesting things is they don't carry the dead person. 
they will just dump them at the next port. So if somebody dies, like say if you if the cruise ship is going to Copenhagen or something, right? And somebody dies en route, they will not keep them on the ship. They will dump them out at Copenhagen and then the family has to fly them back. Um, so they have like a temporary morgue until the next port. But it's pretty fucking brutal. Like you get you get sent off in a van. Um, and if you're like the the relative or whatever, you've got to get off to. But it also makes sense. You don't want to stay on the same ship with a corpse, do you? Like if you have like a week left, that would kind of be uh, yeah. Odd, yeah, odd I mean, feeling. I, I saw it all happen. Like I saw uh, them wheel out like the, the the metal tin and put it in a put it in a van, that then drove off um, to the right hand side of the passengers, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, they have they have a lot of people die on ships, especially now, like older people and stuff. Very very common. Hmm. Do you worry that someone might push you off the edge at some point, and you just like no one would know? I've I've often thought that if you're in the middle of the ocean, it would be so easy just to disappear and have nobody know for a good day or two if you're alone, just gone. I wonder if there's like a bunch of hidden cameras and shit these days watching for that sort of thing. There are, but there's like a lot of places where there's no coverage mm. for sure. Um. Yeah, if you were my enemy, I'd, I'd take you on a cruise. I'd wear like a blanket with like two holes for eyes, you know, like a ghost. And that way, like, nobody mm. knows me that's doing the murdering. Right? Because like, you would, like, there's a video, but like, they won't know who it is anyway. Yeah. I thought we were going to take this away from the dark corners, uh, this conversation. Citizens Dawn is extremely uh, horrified right now. Yeah, we, we went from biometric measurements of my balls over to dying on a cruise ship with sharks. It's not going very well tonight. I'm not sure why. We could uh, try renaming the space to invoke a, a spell for a new vibe. It still says the same thing to me. Boring Safi analysis space. Zzz. What would you like it to be? Like, what is an ideal space? Hey, why can't we use like these little emojis? You know, like the like the sleeping emoji. Why can't we use that like in actual like you know when you're responding in the space? You only have like the hundred symbol, the heart, and a few others. I'm gonna go ask Elon Musk. Give me a second. Shouldn't there be more of these things? I think you can if you're on desktop or something. Really? Okay. I've seen people use weird ones before. It also has to be somewhere in the upper half of the screen because you can't see the folks at the bottom who are like making little comments. Which is also a weird thing. Hello. Hello. Oh my God. What's going on there? It, it's my tradition to call in with absolutely terrible audio. Is this pretty bad this time? Are you on an airplane? You want to? You sound like um. You sound like one of those guys who. Grin. Did you ever listen to like Coast to Coast AM and Art Bell and that kind of stuff? Late night talk show. Only a little bit. I'm in a fight for my family against the federal government, and my car is is uh, filled with uh with a percentage of my belongings so much that I'm having to like hold up pots and pans with my right arm. Uh, like many people before me, I've been displaced uh, by federal government. Um, in this case, by their inaction and not so much by their action. 
Um, so if I've been, I haven't been around. This is the literal truth. I hope that you have some Zephyr with you, uh, or somewhere. I have printed my fidgetals. You did what with what? I printed my fidgetal Zephyrs. Yes, I, I have a, a bag. Uh, it's a it's a potato sack of fidgetal Zephyrs with me, just in case I need them where I'm going. Bryce, did you have a chainsaw running? What, what are you doing? He's on an airplane I'm, running from feds. I'm driving, I'm driving from feds, but otherwise, aside from that nuance, that is correct. So do you have like a bag of private keys with you? Like, how, how does it work? Yes, I took my daughter's toy box. A toy box is uh, like a 3D printer, and I had to print onto toys, um, but like I have some digital zep with, with my wallet keys, and I'm hoping they won't recognize, like, one of them looks like a spider, but it has the head of the rock on it, and but it also has my Zephyr keys. And I'm hoping that the feds won't recognize that as money. It'll basically be invisible to them. Does that make it fungible or non-fungible token? It's pretty fun. I mean, it's like a, it's like a spider body with little legs that articulate, and it's got the rock's head on it. And that's pretty fun. It's fungible. Some of the rock, like the actor? Yes. Wow. I, it's pretty, my kids like it. It's pretty fungible. It's like a Samoan Spider-Man or something. I don't even know what you're talking about. Isn't that the Scorpion King? <laughs> yeah. I think pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, isn't this the plot from a movie? Hold up, Greg. No. No. Is this plagiarism? No. Okay. But I started off telling you the truth, but then I went into fantasy because you pushed me there for comedy. But the majority of what I've said has truth in it. Some truth, yeah. What's that beeping? So Is there someone backing up into you or something? No, that's because um, the pile of, of kitchen items that I'm holding with my arm is in the chair next to me, and the car thinks there's an unbuckled person. It's like the oven's on in the car. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yes. There goes again. It sounds like your microwave's going off. Like maybe your TV's getting ready. Why did your decision come to uh, saving the kitchen items uh, as you fled? My wife requested them. The good as a reason of any. Um, wow. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to check in. You have a wonderful day. You you remind me really strongly of like those those late night talk show call in people. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, there's kind of echo there at that time. It's weird. I I can confirm he was actually talking about Scorpion King, a spider with the uh, rock's body and rock's head. That is Scorpion King. I had to do a double take. The Scorpion King. All right. All right. It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson with the body of a scorpion. I don't know where to go after that, Bruce. Go anywhere. Follow Grin, your con- Grin has confused me. My mind is fundamentally reset. Uh, Bruce, there was a discussion. Do you hate latex? Some people started spreading rumors that you hate latex in particular. Yeah, because you left because of the hands latex discussion. Mm, I no, told I her, no, she mostly left because she, she, talked, she talked about her pillow too long. Oh, I don't know. I was just working. 
Yeah, she thought she thought she took it personally. She was like, "Oh, like what happened? How come Bruce always leaves when I get here?" Mm. One of the strange things about getting a large account online is that um, an increasing amount of people take your actions personally. And also, one of the most interesting things is that when you write tweets, you end up getting like, let's say you write sort of a, an ambiguous tweet, you will get a lot of people who think it is about them and who message you and are like, I know that was about me. <laughs> and, and you will also get things like you will write tweets long term and there will be a, a certain percentage of people, a certain demographic of people who are kind of a little bit delusive. And they will think you've been tweeting about them for the last two months and that most of your tweets relate to them in some way, or at least half of them, and that you're trying to communicate some kind of secret code it's like the people or some that kind of message, that, or you're making fun of them. Yeah, go ahead. It's like the people that delude themselves into thinking that the people on the TV are talking to them directly, maybe? Same crowd? No. Like, I think the internet is different. It's, it's sort of like in the internet, if you have a bit of an ego or any level of mental illness, then it's very easy for you to put your mental hooks out there in whatever is happening on the timeline. It happens as well, by the way, with, with things like um, uh, imagining that, like, let's say somebody's a little bit paranoid leaning. They will start to imagine that one person or a few people are controlling many accounts to like make them mentally ill or tease them or something. Like one of the most common things that happens to me is people say like, I'm controlling 20 accounts, 30 accounts, 50 accounts. You remember that stuff, Sefi? Um, oh, yeah. In reality, I've never had a single other account than this one, <laughs> which is like really funny. And it's true, like absolutely true. Like I would find the entire idea of talking to myself really boring. I find right. the idea of um, yeah. playing around and, and encouraging other people to, to join into a movement or have fun online and play around and stuff good like i enjoy the autism thing right because people are just organically doing interesting things um and sharing and gifting to others and it's real it's like i don't have to uh invent some weird scheme where i gift myself a hundred times and make a hundred accounts and whatever like it, it just wouldn't work and it wouldn't be fun um it's much what, better what to about the spare grid? um well i mean i don't use it right it's just like a a, a, a placeholder account my old username oh, okay. Because I didn't people want anyone think to that you would that. just people would think that you go in spaces and talk to yourself or something or what? Um, I didn't follow. Did, did some people also think that you would speak to yourself in spaces or what? Oh, there was a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah, people <laughs> people thought I was um, zero X years and other people for a long time. I even got accusations of being Sefi and and various others. It was really strange. Like they thought I just sat on spaces talking to myself from three accounts. Um, but the, the point is that like, if, if anyone is a little bit leaning towards that kind of delusiveness or that kind of psychological makeup where they have a level of paranoia or delusion, or maybe just aren't really built for the internet, right? They're from a different time or they haven't really understood what the internet is yet. They can very much lean into paranoia as in thinking, um, somebody is writing about them or covertly trying to get them or controlling many accounts to message them something or um, somehow communicating a secret code or whatever. It's super common. Like it's very, very common now. Um, I think I've never seen more people than now become mentally ill online or, or manifest different types of mentally Ill, mental illness online. Um, even if I take like one of those metrics, like the, the amount of accusations I get of having 10 alts, 
it's like it's going up and up and up and up um and the the interesting thing about being online is that uh you have no possibility to disprove your delusions right like take an example of somebody thinks i'm controlling 10 accounts and those 10 accounts are out to get them or something how do i disprove their delusion right do i need to turn up to their house or even if i turn up to their house like they might think i have those nine accounts at home right like how how, how does one even progress in uh challenging that delusion you can't it's entirely down to the person um so it's it's interesting like there's it's like this online realm where you've never had more hooks for your mental illness but you've also never had less capacity to disprove them in any real way um so if you start believing something you will find infinite evidence and you will find no disproof so it's really challenging this really reminds you the flat earthers it's it's exactly like that like um there's there's no better flat earth than than modern social media and modern crypto there's also no better flat earth by the way than the blockchain like have you seen the realm of people who are like sleuthing for information and finding out things and finding out what whales have done and like trying to piece together theories <laughs> that that things are being manipulated and doquan is selling and all this stuff there's there's almost no better flat earth than than blockchain sleuths right if you want to believe something, you'll find some evidence on the blockchain for it. And 99.99% of people are not capable of discerning whether it's real evidence or not. They just see the, like, the link to Terra Explorer or um, Injective Explorer or whatever. And that must be evidence, right? Because, you know, Zach XBT posted it or someone posted it. And uh, th that person's evil for sure. <laughs> it's, it's like a funny realm um, where all of this FUD and, and stuff has been posted for the last year about all kinds of things. And um, it's, it's like nobody has any capacity to really prove it's correct or any willingness. It's like just it's whatever confirms the current belief. You know, it's funny, though, like in, in real life, <clears throat> the number of people that you might know that are like d legitimately delusional, psychotic or have maybe any particular like common uh, major mental illness. You might know a few people in your life, maybe if you have a pretty large circle, but the probability is low that like just, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, your closest 20 people that you know in your life are, you know, have a real problem with these things. But when you're online, the exposure you get to people who are uh, legitimately insane is fairly high. Like, yeah, as a doctor or something, like you can imagine, I probably see plenty of people with all sorts of, um, you know, like every possible thing that can go wrong has gone wrong. But for a, a lay person, you know, who lives their life normally, you don't see this all the time. So there is a strange effect of a, a quote unquote normie being exposed to people with lots of mental illness as well. And uh, most people are simply not prepared for that either, which is a fascinating um, like mm. side effect. Like you're just not exposed to this level of, um, like general veering from like the Gaussian distribution of like normal, right? Like, and, and you get an outsized dose of that. And you, you like, I guess television and stuff also started giving people outside doses of like, you know, like, you know, weirdos and murders and whatever else. Um, but um, the, there's like an, like, I don't know, the, the internet, the online space can give you a, a very large dose of that consistently. Do you think that's a net benefit, though? Like, I mean, because there's a lot of people, obviously, that maybe feel limited uh, without the advent of, uh, you know, 
this kind of technology. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure if it's a net benefit or not, but like my theory has been that some element of like uh, the like more deranged things you see in the in like Western culture, like whether it's school shootings and things of this nature, clearly have a like are brought about by a broader sociologic change that happens all this like is that a net plus or minus or i think in general like if you look at the western world most people are better off than you know if you're living in total poverty in some you know like third world country or something but it's like it's a different set of first world like strange exposures that you wouldn't otherwise have like if you're living in like a village somewhere in some small uh town like maybe you have one person that's the village you know freak show or something like that or whatever they have their delusions or something and um that person keeps themselves and like bruce said if they they claim some weird delusional thing like it's fairly clear to everyone around them that's simply what that dude is saying is not true and that they're truly are delusional on the internet though it's like who the hell knows what's real like i could basically write 16 tweets claiming that like you know that i've been probed by aliens and like you won't know for sure um if like does that guy actually believe it uh, is and they're, and they're tweeting this. Did it actually happen? Like maybe well, he was probed by aliens or whatever. Like like they're like so the 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 discernment of like what is true and what isn't is basically impossible. So um, you're left like holding this like bag of um, like what ifs. What what if it is true? What if it isn't true? What if he's crazy? What if he's not? Like what you know you just it's don't just, ever also get the evidence you need. It's like the but, crazy people on both sides are the loudest on the internet, whereas in real life, mostly you interact with normal people, and the crazies are a bit more silent when you think about it. Like, yeah, that's no one true, goes too. on the internet and say, I had an okay day, everything was normal. Like, you see either extremely good reviews or extremely horrible reviews. No one goes and say, it was fine. Uh, like, uh, no one goes on Twitter and just say something casual or normal. You just see something more of an extreme, even in the comments, I mean. Mm. Have you yeah. considered that you could be that guy? <sighs> Buddy, I'm running a disclosure now. I'm already way too in the deep. Yeah, he's got to be the one. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I mean, speaking from personal experience as an investigator, uh, investigative journalist, um, you know, uh, it's it seems to me that looking at a lot of let's say you know the things that are presented um that may be an alternative to what is you know typically presented maybe um in a in a way that is purposeful you know uh, uh like kind of concealed it it allows for me to kind of like take in a different perspective and maybe you know enhance my understanding i think it's like kind of like a it functions more as like a, a playing field leveler i would say like more people have opportunity to experience something outside of the traditional norm that may yes be a little crazy and you know not necessarily good but at the same time you know you get access to these know alternative perspectives that offer you like a particular insight that could maybe be beneficial uh to avoiding something such as like uh being uh interned in a hospital uh hooked up to some like cancer treatment uh you know if citizens don wasn't able to experience the virtue of Sefi's shaming 
here in this space, Citizens Dawn might never have quit smoking cigarettes by uh, tomorrow morning. Wait, what? Yep, Don quit smoking because I made him do it. That's crazy. You know, I quit smoking too, by, but it only lasted like a, like a few days. Well, today will be, today will be, will be your last cigarette and you'll never touch it again. Mm. Have you ever had any vices, Sethi, other than video gaming? Mm. Um, Ooh, you haven't. That's a long discussion. I have a vice. There was a period of about, there was a period about a year. There was a period of about a year where I smoked about forty a day. <laughs> two packs. A day, nice. Yeah, two pack a day, huh? Yeah, for about a year, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then I quit the day I started the gym, and then I got jacked, but equally unhealthy, probably more unhealthy, from having <laughs> drunk like a gallon of milk a day for a year, <laughs> and gained like seventy pounds in a year or some bullshit. Smoking to weightlifting. It worked really well because I, I like after after quitting, I had sort of um, withdrawal, really strong restlessness, and whenever I had that strike, I just went to the gym and like annihilated myself. That's, and it that's was almost... a cigarette every twenty four minutes if you are sleeping eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in reality, well, you weren't you weren't sleeping well at that time either. I think. In reality, it was a bit different to that. Like it was, it was kind of. Um, I would chain it some hours for sure, like every ten minutes or something. I don't know exactly the amount, but it was like between thirty and forty or so. And then uh, I think I was like going out drinking a lot then as well. So it was like you you could cram a lot in <laughs> if you if you're out in a smoking area behind a club or something. You could you could chain smoke five or something. Well, I just want to say that, uh, let me tell you, it, it, don't discount Citizens Don's uh, willpower to adhere to the uh, directive of Sefi and his virtue. Um, Citizens Don just, in fact, uh, committed to a New Year's resolution to quit drinking. I may be, in fact, a true follower of Coach Bruce and uh, worthy of some kind of uh, you know, virtue. Nice, but don't celebrate. I made, a, done it. I, I, I made a New Year's re- resolution to not poop. That usually requires surgery. Eventually, if that you do that too long, it happened to Elvis. To Elvis, what happened? When they found him dead, he had like he was so extremely constipated. Hey, before we get into too much uh, Elvis constipation discussion, uh, disclosure, like, so what was like, what's the motivation for creating the like disclosure DAO? Like, have you met a lot of um, UFO fans or have you witnessed like UFOs yourself? Like, what's the, where did this come from? Oh, like myself, I was always a fan, but only recently, I think it was starting a year ago with, uh, well, probably I'd say 217, 218, when they started releasing Pentagon videos, then you saw more normal people, not only the crazies talking about it, and like uh, gathering scene communities on Reddit, Discord. <clears throat> and I've seen some very pretty cool communities gather up, like serious people, people what's, with what's full-time your, jobs. For, for you, like, what's, out, what's out there in the like uh, widespread media? Like, what's your, like, which alien incident so far, like, seems most 
either credible or like has the most evidence for you, like that makes you believe, like you maybe the pill UFO or uh, what? which one? Well, it was the the Pentagon videos. It's like the the hard proof that they're using. So they had both whistle, they had whistleblowers, they had the pilots, they had other people that were on the job that day that were uh, seeing everything on the radars. Uh, videos were also leaked. Was it about ten years ago? And the beginning, they said, "Ah, yeah, this is this is false." And about four, six years ago, they said, "Ah, this was actually not false, but it was a leak." And now, the last two years, me, they the, are the discussing Fravor, about this. The David Fravor stuff looks pretty interesting. Uh, let me just check because you know, the, I'm not the, the, we're talking about the one off the west coast. This is the naval uh, top gun. Yeah, pilot, yeah. FD, the sort of the like F eighteen Super Hornets, and they were able to pick up with pretty decent infrared and visual cameras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry, uh, I just know it's good with the name. And so it's the pill, you know, the pill shaped, you know, the Tic Tac is what they were they were calling it. Yeah, like Tic Tac UFO. And um, that whole story looked pretty interesting to me. And like the device or whatever the the unidentified flying object basically um, like was defying the laws of physics in terms of its movement, and they couldn't detect any kind of heat trails off of this thing. And and they had pretty you know obviously good infrared cameras. And um, the particular pilots and crew and whatnot. There were two different planes with both pilot and co-pilots. There's like four witnesses per pretty good and, and these are folks that don't have really a great reason to sort of make shit up um and uh i thought the whole thing was very interesting it's Unless one of the most credible like, stories in terms of proof because like uh there was the, recently like a week ago there was this miami mall thing where just with kids fighting each other with sticks oh and yeah some, like, some idiots uh, took it over to, yeah so there was just like a bunch of kids making a riot in the mall Bruce, did you hear about this <laughs> This week, it's ridiculous. It was nothing happened, but just the police response was so intense. It's like fifty police cars with sirens, right? Went to the mall, so everyone freaked out, thinking, "Oh, what happened?" And some idiots took it to TikTok and Twitter, started saying, "Oh, there were aliens. There were internet blackouts. My friend's dad is a cop, and he's not saying any information." But then it didn't take long for someone to actually call every store from the mall, find them, please, ask them, and they said, "Yeah, it's like kids." shooting fireworks at each other, beating each other with sticks. And apparently it's like, it, it, it's common there that like if this takes for too long, it could actually be a riot. So the only thing that was weird is the police response. But there was like nothing else, not a single shred of proof that could show anything otherwise. And you see these 50-year-old tired moms with the zoomed-in face in the camera saying, don't you think it's strange that there's 10 feet tall creatures in the mall and there's like no video? Nothing. So how can yeah. you <laughs> how can you claim this like uh, exceptional claims require exceptional evidence? But, you know, this at the same really time, like. it's like the Tic Tac UFO story, right? Like there's exceptionally pretty decent evidence as far as evidence. Yeah, get. video evidence, audio the, evidence, four witnesses. At the same time, it's not like that is a event that is talked about. Like I mean, you know, obviously there was like. There were some interviews and some, you know, TV shows that he went on and kind of like covered all of this and, you know, did it in pretty good detail. But after that, it's not like, well, what are you going to do about it now? Like, you know, like, you know, there's a paper that was written that like talked about the physics of this thing based on its movement. Like it's basically Dude. doing like, you know, near like or faster than light travel and doing all sorts of interesting like movements. 
and um you know just talking about how um like how interesting it is that the thing had no contrails or anything despite demonstrating extraordinary speed and blah 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 and like uh ultimately some papers are written to try to figure out like wait wait what kind of physics does this thing have how fast does it move and if this thing is real like what does it mean for like modern science and i thought the whole thing was pretty interesting um, they they, they like, talked about it in Congress hearings, actually. But the, the what, Congress the hearings, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 it was also discussed in the hearings. The only problem but is that these hearings that, were not I that covered like, that much. After all of that, I feel like how many you know congressmen and government peoples, how many actually understand like basic physics and how extraordinary like what was described actually was like it doesn't even meet like it doesn't even follow well, the laws of physics as we know it if this thing is real. And um, and everyone just kind of shrugs their shoulders and goes, oh, like, you know, like, it's not really clear what to do about it. It's, it's um, not really clear that there's like a special budget to go study the thing or find it or whatever. Uh, you you it's, remember it's, Congress it's hearings like, with, with Facebook, with, when people said the most insane stuff when it was just about a web page, how unknowledgeable the congressmen were when they were grilling Zuckerberg with the most stupid stuff about data. Yeah, so imagine then you start questioning them about or giving them a lecture about out of planet or defying laws of physics, <laughs> airplanes yeah, or whatever you call craft. Elizabeth Warren is very concerned about crypto. All right, everybody, we need to rally around Elizabeth Warren and her concerns. Thank you. She's another imbecile. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Bruce, you were saying, sorry. Like, I think you. I think um, anyone who gets into ufology for a sufficient period or anything paranormal at all or even any sort of um, alternative theory to anything mainstream quickly forms the conclusion that even if something is proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, nobody cares. <laughs> True. With ufology well, especially, like, like no, no, nobody cares. Not, not only does nobody care, but, but let's say you have... Um, Let's say there's a major world event and, and you can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that um, it, it didn't follow the, the conventional narrative um, and, and there was some nefarious thing at play. In that case, the deeper you go, the more likely you are to just be killed. <laughs> it's, like, it's like not only does nobody care, but the deeper you go, the more likely your life is to be ended by, by the people who are um, incentivized to keep it quiet. So it's like, hmm. This, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, like almost bother? like, yeah. I, I just I find a lot of this stuff sort of silly. Like the idea of disclosure. Like, disclosure has uh, been happening for years and years look and at, years. Look at just something simple, like um, well, not simple, but like conceptually, like the theory of relativity. What it says about like what time is, like how we perceive our existence in the universe and like on our particular frame of reference, and how yeah. like depending on nobody how cares fast about that either. I know, nobody but like. The fact that like just that's my point. My point I was going to make is like, you know, like people in different parts in different parts of the galaxy or on different planets and different parts of the universe, they all are perceiving time on different scale than you are. And like the nature of reality itself is fundamentally very, very weird um, at like and it's nothing like your day to day existence um, and, and what you think about. But like the fact that that was discovered long time ago. And that it has almost zero impact on your day to day life is very fascinating. Like, 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 like you, you don't, people don't like modify their philosophy based on it much. They don't modify like their religious belief systems or anything based on these sort of like very, very strong data points that are 
really well established, but nobody cares about. Like legitimately, no one cares. Even the I, in some level, even the people that understand this stuff don't care because they don't really make a material change in their life by knowing about it anyway. It's pretty interesting. Like for example, the Tic Tac UFO. I found that thing to be like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. Like, what does that mean? Are there things, objects living inside the earth? Like, where did that thing come from? Where is it going? And how come I don't see them normally? And blah, blah, blah. You know, you have all these questions. But then you don't really materially change your life in any meaningful way if you're a normal person. Now, if you're not a normal person, you're like, you're like really obsessed about this shit. Then you could make an entire life sitting and dreaming about that thing forever. Because it's so weird. Back in, back, was it, was it January? that uh, there were literal UFOs flying around the United States and jets scrambled to fight them. And now everybody forgot about that and doesn't care. Because just because a single Canadian club says it was just their weather balloon, one weather balloon caused jets to scramble multiple times over the course of like a week and caused reports of like cylindrical objects the size of a, of a bus and other objects that are slightly smaller, like octagonal objects. Smaller Jesus Christ, when you have like a black helicopter following your ass. What's going on back there? I'm telling you, I have to speak the truth while He's I can. running from feds. Holy shit. And not only that, but they were, um, there was a bill. There was a bill to get Congress to investigate the black ops groups that run um, black UFO investigation programs that supposedly had recovered spaceships. And there were a couple of, uh, of Republicans, part of the machine, unfortunately, Republicans in this case, who blocked that bill. They blocked the disclosure of the black UFO program. That means something, brother. Fuck, I feel like... Well, I will say... 911, um... Colin, what's your emergency? Hey, yeah, really. <laughs> Midas... Um, what's with your, what's with the, like, Mexicans and their aliens? You probably, you probably know about it because you're in Mexico. The Peru mummies, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it that, Peru? Yeah, that, that guy has been, like, a, a UFO star since, like, the 90s. The guy had his own TV show and all that shit. Then he kind of, like, got banned from TV. And then uh, he got, like, the, like, a mainstream TV show from the largest TV chain in Mexico. Uh, Jaime Maussan, and that guy is like the shit. Like he gets all kind of reports and all that stuff, and he's he's like the major ufologist in here, getting all that stuff. And he's gonna have like a second, um, you know, like uh, hearing with the Senate and and all that stuff uh, in probably in a couple of months. I don't know, but uh, yeah, funny dude. I can tell a bit about it if you want. Which is also weird because no one really cared about it. So that guy, he's a known scammer. He's like yeah, a very known yeah. grifter. So, oh, and he is from Mexico. Now, the very weird thing is like, he brought these mummies from Peru. And the whole thing is very goofy how he presents the mummies in Mexico. Uh, half of the people don't even consider this real. They think this is a scam because of his reputation. Uh, other people just don't care. Most of news media doesn't even cover it. Like, it was just covered by fringe media channels. There's only a few ones online that you can even find it. The weirdest thing about all of it is that Peru government is trying to sue them, saying, hey, you stole our aliens, which makes it even more wild. Like, if it's some sort of weird made-up dolls or puppets, like, Peru government shouldn't care, but they do. And they were doing DNA testing. And yeah, it like was some sun fucking aliens back, for real. I think it's... Um... <laughs> I think it's reasonably legit. And and you can also ask the question, like, um, if it was fully legit, 
would a fully legit person publicize it and be on the news? The answer is generally no, it'd be way too risky for anyone except uh, Jaime Massan or whatever to publish it. <laughs> like, like there's, there's not really a world in which some prestigious scientist like steps your, forward. Your credibility. Yeah, only, only now is like some scientists are doing it because of, uh, they, they, they did it in Mexico University, they did it in another one, and it it's becoming more, like it's so inconclusive and weird that now I think maybe a, even A.V. Loeb from Harvard got it. There's like a couple of well-known U.S. scientists yeah. that eventually agreed to do it because they were a they were avoiding the topic like the plague. If someone would mention it on some sort of podcast or interview, mm -hmm. they would try to kind of chuckle it away and ignore it. Yeah, yeah, because like everyone will say that you're, you're Yeah, it's interesting though. Like like you can you can say a few things. They they one of the interesting things about that is they did they did uh they did live video of a lot of analysis. There's like a one hour, two hour video of it having different scans and things, like being run through different machines and scientists gathering around. Um, one of the interesting things is like, it, if, if it is, um, okay. So like one thing that seems clear is that it is like over a thousand years old by carbon dating. So even if it was constructed out of human and animal bones in some peculiar fashion, it was done over a thousand years ago. Right. So that's like nuts to start with. Um, the second thing is the, the DNA tests on it seem to reveal it only has about 30% human DNA. Um, which is interesting. Uh, the rest is just like some unknown, um, according to to the tests by scientists. Um, the other thing is they can find no evidence in the the skull construction or anything else that would have been relatively difficult. Like to to construct an alien skull, you need to basically piece together a lot of different fragments and and make sure the the sutures and everything looks legitimate. And that's incredibly hard. And it's even harder if it's a thousand years ago, right? Um, they haven't really found like how they would even do it, according to to anyone who's specialized in that kind of reconstruction. Um, people, so nobody knows how to fake this thing, even if you could fake it. Like it's it's just too old and too strange. Um, mm. The other weird thing about it is that a lot of the joints seem to be immobile, right? So it seems <laughs> yeah, like the legs, especially. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, but but like you've got to think like out of the box with this stuff, like. Do we even need to assume a human level of mobility? Like, what if these were just beings who permanently uh, manned, manned <laughs> well, like permanently manned a craft or something, right? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, like or they little, have some other... little drone bots. Yeah, maybe they just are like um, semi-biological entities that that man some sort of observation craft or whatever. Who knows? Like, like you don't need to apply the same standards. Um, but certainly, it's like it's incredibly mysterious, and there's an incredibly large array of interesting stuff and still nobody cares right like it's all it's all like that guy's like the first thing you said is pretty much what most people say the guy's a scammer that, that's the end <laughs> well, of their investigation I, well i i will say recently you know i've had some revelations about things that you know made me question my reality from the exposure of having access to platforms such as this uh and encountering psychopaths such as yourselves um in that event i have discovered that it's possible this entire narrative of stephen hawking being this uh you know ingenious thing i don't know why it didn't click in my head like this is this was entirely an act they were showing it to us in comedy sitcoms such as the simpsons and uh family guy i mean stephen hawking this guy is sitting there trying to interpret stephen hawking's grunt and he's like, <laughs> narrating. what? 
I mean, you need you need to link it. You need to link it for people to understand what you're talking about because that is that's so absurd, ridiculous. It's just a spit in the face. Shadow to El Pepe and his trains. That gargle video. That's it's 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 it made me question everything. Hmm. I zoned out. So, disclosure: some. What are some of your favorite like uh, alien people you've encountered, like regarding your DAO or whatever? Like, have you met any interesting personalities? Uh, regarding the DAO, I mean, in particular. Yeah, like people uh, that are interested in your alien project. No, like, there, no, I don't die hard alien. No, project? no, I don't want to ask that. I want to ask: no. Have you, you had big any, Disclosure, have you had any personal experience with alien entities or crafts, observational? Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't say so. Nothing that I could say that I can, without a shred of doubt. A few times, something was very tricky what I was seeing, but if for me to say that that was definitely it would be naive and gullible, I would say. What's your, um, it, like, in as a person who's met many uh, ufologists and watched the night sky for a long time and been obsessed with that from an autism perspective. Um, pretty much everyone who gets deep into this has had some kind of personal experience. So I'm curious, like what, what motivates you or what drives you or what makes you interested in this stuff? Um, it's very rare. You meet somebody who doesn't have a, like a personal contact or abduction or um, major sighting or something. Uh, how do I put it? Well, to say that I had an abduction, that would be ridiculous. Never had something like that. More a true sighting. It's, uh, no, no, wouldn't say so. For me to even believe that I've seen something, that I would need to be 100% sure. Otherwise, I would, it would just be very naive. Let me ask you this. If, if, so, if you were abducted by aliens, like, let's yeah. say next week, and you had the full memory of this having happened, um, and let's say they're benign. They didn't actually do anything particularly bad. They didn't implant anything, whatever. Uh, you're fine afterwards, but you know now for sure that there's aliens in your head. You're like, oh fuck, this thing is all real. Like I was abducted. They they, you know, played musical instruments for me, and I didn't understand them. Whatever. <laughs> and they bring without like the Star Wars tavern song. Like the, yeah, the bar the bar song from Tatooine. How are you going to live your life after that? How are you going to like just carry on with your job at the supermarket or whatever, right? Like, what do you do now? Well, are you going to leave me a phone number, or did he probe me in uh, without the number? You have sure, weird dreams and wake up with scars, right? Like, it's... are you going to be like energized to make a bigger DAO, or are you like what's? Oh yeah, hundred percent. How are you going to like? reaction that's my point like bruce what about well, yourself you find out for sure aliens are real like they they have brought you back from their ship in the ocean or whatever what do you do today like what's how do you change your life are you the same um i, I think i already live with the basic acceptance that they are so the life you live now is is that life already she's already yeah. there yeah i think so Pretty much, like it's okay. There were, like it, I, I think if an alien ship, a super large alien ship, descended on top of my head, just above me, I, I wouldn't have much surprise. I would be very curious. 
Like, what's their deal with the uh, with the relation to people? Um, that in I, I suspect I suspect at some point in history we were genetically modified to accelerate our trajectory. Um, that could, that that makes the most sense to me as well. To be honest, I've, I've you know often when you look at these old um, religious and scriptures and things as well, um, and accounts of of things in the sky and beings coming down. A lot of it seems to lean beyond the edge of the imagination. And there's this weird, like, there's this general view where if we think about somebody in, in the deep historical past writing something, we tend to denounce it as imagination. Whereas if we think about somebody now writing something, we tend to think about it as factual. And that's kind of interesting. Um, but there are, there are, you know, like, if, if you look at, like, ancient Sumeria um, and, and all kinds of, of religious and early early texts at the dawn of civilization from the, the, the start of writing onwards, um, you know, like 4,000 years BC or so, there have been countless accounts of, of entities and beings descending from the sky um, in, in all kinds of forms. And maybe they were called angels and maybe they were, they were called ships and maybe they were called whatever. Um, but it seems to be like this, this age old thing. And then you have uh, sort of radical or mysterious leaps in our history, like the, the origin of language and, and um, higher level conceptual thought and, and all these things that just seem to sort of take us on a very different trajectory to where we were going before. I, th I find all that stuff interesting. To me, it, it has a, a sort of a, a stink of, of intervention. Um, and I also consider myself like if I was an alien species whizzing around the universe having a bit of fun, then I would. I, <laughs> like, I would intervene. I would have a bit of fun. I'd, I'd create interesting things to observe and see and, and um, I'd speed people up. In fact, I probably would have spawned the entire thing in the first place. And then I can whiz away at the speed of light and back, and it would have happened by then. It would be kind of fun if, like, the Tic Tac thing and whatever is actually from inside the Earth. And, oh, and, the hollow Earth and theory. And there's actually, like, you know, a, you know, like, like, like there's, they have been among us for forever. Just chilling in some tunnels. I think it's likely. I think that kind of thing is likely, like, like a, a continual presence, for sure. Well, I mean, the center of the Earth has like a deeper gravity well, so it's like if there's some kind of transportation technology, it might actually involve traveling uh, between the insides of planets, not the outside, like we think of. It can be, be very strange. Like, uh, so like, why would the Tic Tac be coming out of the ocean or whatever? Because that's what they saw, right? Like he saw it go into the water and whatnot. Well, if if that if that tech exists, I, I don't know. I, I think I recall the tic tac thing. Didn't it instantaneously change direction or something? Yeah, I mean, it it did things that like yeah. If it was so, destructive, it could like pretty much kill every single. Right. If it, it was kill um, every single thing on this planet, in you know, without breaking a sweat, like would not even like so. The, yeah. Clearly, it's not violent, and um, if it can do these kinds of movements, then it can clearly. Um, yeah, like take if, the if it has a the inside of it has of like a if it has like a localized disruption of gravity, um, where it sort of it just like slides downwards into um, like th there's no there's no mass there's no air or, or water or whatever that could obstruct it. It's it almost like doesn't it, about that doesn't, it doesn't uh, it defies like re reality as we see it in a in many ways. It, it's it's like mass agnostic basically. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what it is. 
It's almost like it, massless it, in order to be able it's, to have it's, no It's a, like a, a localized um, gravity disruption field that makes it mass agnostic. And it sort of dro it like drops into the area of nothing. Have you guys seen the... God, it's, instead of propulsion, it's like constantly falling forward. Yeah, like free fall, that, this kind of thing. You, you, um, you disrupt the area just in front and then you fall into it. This is the thing that's been described as well by by people who've worked in um, these like black Lazar, projects, right? like Lazar and others. Yeah, that it's like they've they've all described it as like uh, disrupting the local field and falling into it, and therefore uh, it doesn't matter about orientation, doesn't matter about up or down, doesn't matter about mass, doesn't matter about even really solid or or water or air or anything like that. It's just falling into the the disrupted field. Have you guys seen the interviews from this guy that was in the U.S. Senate? Um, and then he he just went with uh, Tucker Carlson a couple of weeks ago. Grush. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, it's like one of the top. Was he a Pentagon official? Yeah, yeah. The, the whistle, whistleblowers are the current whistleblowers are all top ranking officials, and that's the thing that gets. It's very interesting, and like someone asked about the UFO communities, like the serious UFO communities don't give a shit about the uh, Miami malls and all of these Las Vegas aliens running around. Everyone's focused on these government hearings and the whistleblowers from proper uh, people in you know Pentagon and the DOD uh, and the CIA, where, where they have these mm. type of claims, first-hand or second-hand, you know, witnesses. Of course, you, more often than not, you have hearsay, which is a bit annoying. It's worth saying in general that, that um, disclosure meetings have gone on for years and years, decades, um, with with like super top-ranking Navy, military, um, CIA-type officials, and nobody has cared. No, like like uh, as, well, a, as, the, a, as a as a sort of a bulk response. Thing, right? Say it again. No, but even the TikTok thing, the the I think it was the Nimitz, um, the aircraft carrier yeah. had like uh, radar sightings of this object moving at ridiculous speeds. Like you would think they would drop pretty much whatever the fuck they were doing. Like if I was captain of this ship, I'd be like, go over there. What the fuck is going on over there? There's something defying physics over here. Like mm. the fact that you like you have these like like incompetent ship captains or something that like don't go and look after this sort of thing immediately is a bit weird to me. They do. I think they. I think they. they There's got to be a certain level of stupid there too. I don't know. What well, <laughs> like like a lot of this is. Sort or of they're just told to look away. Yeah, it's like a, a system level thing, right? There's no um, built-in thing in the system to care, or when it happens, a call comes in, like ignore that. We'll deal with it. And then the person at the top knows not to investigate, knows not to make a scene because he has his reputation and thirty years of career to worry about. And then everyone below shuts up as well. It's like this sort of system, system built-in shutdown that happens again and again. Like what yeah, do you imagine you're like a year away from pension, and then, unless there's something uh, like something literally wrong. landing on the flight deck of the aircraft carrier, pretty much anything <laughs> else is like fair game for just ignoring. Mm. You know, with um, with things like Roswell, like so many people were involved and and found the like came across the wreckage at the time and were involved in the town where there was the cover-up and stuff. Pretty much all of them shut the fuck up. Um, there was only a slew of of like uh, open. I, I, what do you call it? What do you call it when somebody puts something to writing in a very official way, like an oath or something? 
I can't remember what you call it um, in the USA. Official like, statement when, of some kind. Like a sort of like a deathbed statement of like this happened oh, just before okay. you died. I don't know. There, but there were there were loads of those for Roswell um, in the in the final months before many many people died. They said this is what happened. Um, I saw the wreckage. I I was there. I saw the cover up. I did this and this. Nobody cared. <laughs> like, like, but, but they shut up for that long because it's obviously a massive risk to their lives. They only came out with it before death, but even so, nobody cared. Like it's, you'll see this situation again and again and again in life. Nobody cares. Well, even when I told about the Peru mummies uh, to like some immediate surrounding friends who don't necessarily care about the topic, they they just have completely different interests. But you know, even if you don't care about the topic, I would have expect even if it's fake. I would have expected some sort of oh that's cool, but that that was not even it. As a, as if it's like I ate a pizza today, that level of a story, and then they just proceed. And then I think like <laughs> how, how numb is everyone after COVID? <laughs> no one cares about anything anymore. There's some uh, there's some article here, um, September twentieth, twenty twenty three. That is the. Authorities in Peru are launching a criminal probe, probe into discredited ufologist Jaime Mosan after he presented to aliens to Mexico's Congress and all of this stuff and how like Peruvians are now looking for how the alleged human non-alien corpses like left the country and all of this business. It's just the whole scenario is bizarre. You know, it was also very, the debunking was very weird. So when, of course, the whole presentation was very goofy. But the moment there was the presentation done, in, the internet was full of these debunkers, which were like actually flat earth level theory debunks. Like someone with Microsoft Paint draws something and says, this is a llama's head. And that's it. Like just two image comparisons, like non-scientific. And then you have tens of thousands reposts and shares saying, oh, yeah, someone already debunked it. Even though the debunk is the level of you know a kid's mm. putting a block next to a picture, and it was it's extremely odd. Or like people starting to claim how the joints are made from different bones of a child's hand, which again they did a scan, which is not true. It's yeah, like, just the like whole flat situation earth, felt like, mud, like very muddy, muddy water. Flat earth stuff, and um, and also you come like with anything like this, you come in contact with people's uh, deeper religious beliefs as well, right? Not true. Like it would, it and, would, and the so-called ufologist will basically come to like lots and lots of false positives that will like mar their career, and then all of a sudden you do actually find something real. It's like, oh, this guy's like pride wolf all these times. Yeah, I mean, it's like if let's say there was a and uh, like a uh, like I don't know black budget entity trying to keep all this stuff secret. Um, what is the stuff they would let get out? Probably uh, the guy who's got a history of scamming, right? <laughs> true. Because no one would listen to him anyways. No, no, like nobody cares. Most people dismiss it. Just another like, interesting like Twitter yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, another interesting like Twitter um, concept you'll notice is every time something happens that's UFO related, there is this like group that'll have like this presumption that it's a psyop to distract against some other important thing, like some <laughs> bill in Congress, or maybe it's like. A Epstein like, files. Everything is like every alien thing that shows up that has any degree of like moderate legitimacy or something is basically a psyop of some kind. The distraction. 
yeah, a distraction psyop. This stuff happens in all directions. It's like a it's like a standard mental pattern. XX announcement has happened. That is a cover up for X. Or that is a population test. That is like a population rehearsal. That is a psyop. That is whatever. <laughs> yeah. This thing has happened at that time. That means that thing is fake. It, it's like constant modeling of like they're out. It, all it really is is like this this like constant reverberation of like they're out to get us. They're tricking us. But the 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 it's like a mindset rather than getting anywhere. They're out to get us. They're tricking us. They're they're psyoping us. Okay. I'm, I'm, and also, I'm the person. I'm the person who gets the social identity of being in the know that they're tricking us. <laughs> but you, you know, it's interesting that probably feds are also doing that just to fuck with everyone. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure they have. Like, I think you turn your your speakers down on your PC or something because it's uh, you're getting a lot of reverb. Oh, sorry, oh I mean, like enough? since since the dawn of um, since the dawn of government, there's been enormous budgets on like psychological manipulation and and large-scale propaganda and all this bullshit just for the laughs they just they see any event and they just go psyoping over psyop like from from like feeding people uh acid (laughs) when it first came about like like billions of dollars into like drugging people and seeing if you could reprogram their beliefs and stuff was anyone accountable for that did anyone get accountable for that I, I don't know, but I think it's all justified under like um, the, the the military ongoing attempt at getting world security or something. And then so many years have passed that everyone's like, but uh, these things have gone on forever. That's my point. Isn't that how Unabomber got made? Like he they, they drove a map. Yeah, the, insane. the MK Ultra program. <laughs> Lots and lots of situations like that. And many people who've been involved in different assassinations and things have had weird histories like that as well. Um, like they've just almost been programmed and acted in a very strange, direct way, at contrast with their prior lives, um, to go kill someone. There's a load of weird stuff. Like the Las Vegas shooting. That was a very weird situation. Remember when the the one guy supposedly like carried like fifty guns unnoticed, and then he managed to shoot so many stuff. people for hours. There's endless weird stuff like that. Um, so I I would say certainly if they if like in 2024 they have the ability to choose someone, program them in whatever way they like. Um, maybe initially pick from some kind of susceptible set of people, program them in whatever way they like. Uh, and have them do whatever they like, for sure. Like I'm pretty certain they can do that, based on everything I've read about, like the early CIA history and um, programming people in various ways with like playing sound waves into people's heads so only they can hear them. Like all this stuff is like old tech now. <laughs> they can they can pretty much do everything. Um, you know, th- there's no there's no limits. Um, I would love to know what the absolute forefront of of like black budget tech is. I suspect you can do stuff like um, make a perfect hologram of a plane or something that looks absolutely real um, and have it hover in the air and and do things like that. Um, I'm curious to see if this new tech is real where they use essentially EEG tech, you know, where you basically just get your brain waves. 
Hmm. And uh, you can actually spell out words and things with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did it. They had musicians think of a song and notes and scan their brains, and then they could recreate music, which was insane. That 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 stuff's um. There've been a ver- like various studies on on acoustic stuff and visual stuff with that stuff. Um, but you need to be like very plugged into a, a huge array on your head. Um, and, yeah, and lots the, of like initial EEG sampling thing, and stuff. The EEG thing, like with now like language models and diffusion models and things, be able to pick up like actual words out of the electrical noise is a fascinating concept. Um, like I would have thought, okay, bullshit. Like at some point, like if you were to tell us, told me this like five years ago, I'd be like, whatever, bullshit. But now that I've seen what diffusion models can do, I'm like, holy fuck! Like, like mm. I don't put, I don't put it past diffusion models to be able to find patterns in things that like no one ever found patterns in before. Like people talk yeah. about using diffusion models like for audio, for like uh, you know how the what do you call it the space probe um, SETI, you know how they've been looking for like uh, voices from space and whatnot. But like, it's much more likely you're going to find actual language using a diffusion analysis as opposed to just like listening for I don't know prime numbers or something. Yep. Um, just because, like, most of the bandwidth of people sending wave, waves out into the universe is probably not, you know, to help other races recognize their existence using prime numbers. It's much more likely that if there's a noise, sea of radio noise out there, that people are just using it, like, uh, races are using this for routine communication, and somehow you'd have to be able to identify that there's actual rational communication within that noise and it seems like diffusion models would do it so like when people mm. say like well if i use an eeg on your head and do the brainwave analysis i'm going to be able to find some details about you or maybe even like be able to spell out words i saw a couple of posts on twitter about this and i don't know if it's real or not but brian ramel this guy that tends to post legit stuff um posted this and i'm like hmm interesting stuff like i wonder if that turns out to be true you can actually like think a word and have it like emanate into like via diffusion from your EEG and have it come out on a computer screen. That's crazy. Cause it, it also is crazy in a different way too. It's, it means that our brain is a lot less complicated than we think, which um, is also a fascinating it, problem. It, it, <laughs> well, it means that it, I think large language models in general have sort of revealed how, um, that language itself isn't that complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's been surprisingly efficient at generating essays that are better than eighty percent of what humanity can output. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like the um, biologically, like the the amount of like wetware in your brain necessary to do these things yeah. is a lot less magical, perhaps, than it might seem at first glance. Like the, the like the, the yeah the language aspect and the content generation aspect. For mm-hmm. sure, you still have things like the hard problem of consciousness and like what of the course. hell is it that is aware and all this stuff. But the actual like content data production stuff seems to be fairly easy and fairly solved, or or will be soon. Like even the visual cortex stuff with the occipital cortex and just measuring, you know, these um, fMRI or whatever images, taking that diffusion of your brain, um, like it's like syntagram or whatever, turning that into a picture of a giraffe or whatever that you were looking at at the time is amazing. But it just like it's because we already knew that like some parts of the brain were not as complex as we thought in the sense that like if you if you put a lesion in the brain um in a certain part of the visual cortex in the back of your brain in the occipital um area then you'll have visual field cuts specific to that in your actual view like in life right like you there are certain parts of your brain that affect 
certain parts of your field of view. So it's very similar to like a pinhole camera in that like what's happening in your brain is upside down and inverted. Um, and like, and then, but it's also split between both hemispheres, which is also interesting. So you're seeing like your visual field is being mapped onto your occipital cortex with both your eyes and everything. And um, I think at one level, it seems kind of simple, like, okay, your brain works like a camera sort of. Um, it has to almost, because like, otherwise, how on earth does like visual images through light get into your head? Obviously, it has to, you know, you have lenses of your eye, they're very similar to the lenses of a camera, and all of this business. But then um, the fact that you can like, like generate this picture off of just a, a surface image of your brain tells you that like, the way your brain works um it like it's almost like using a very similar diffusion model tech in its in a sense but in a biological version of it but i find it extraordinarily creepy how how like maybe the brain is not anywhere near as complex as people think it actually is um and that's that's either really good or really bad for humanity i'm not sure which um cuz like the ability not to be able to replicate that easily historically has been a way to sort of keep like human beings or whatever at the top of the food chain. But if you can replicate um, human thought, human vision and whatever, by some combination of learning the biological pathway and also the sort of electronic pathways that you can come up with, um, it just doesn't take very long to sort of make a semi obsolete in some ways. And um, like that world, um, I just don't think anyone like we're like we're barely prepared for like normal truths like for example the theory of relativity or whatever um i wonder like how the world changes um because a vast majority of people like even just what i just said about like the occipital cortex or about this like most people probably have no idea what i'm talking about anyway and probably don't realize why that's amazing or otherwise because it's just like it just goes over your head it's not your thing but like i don't know how the the world shifts it almost feels like a like this gigantic axis shift on the planet's about to happen as far as like how human beings uh how we live our lives and i just don't know what that looks like at all it's just like this gray area afterwards i'm like hmm uh almost impossible to predict and i'm kind of like you bruce i'm like kind of not nihilistic about it but just like whatever what am i gonna do about it anyway what am i gonna like you know like you're gonna tell people like warn them you know like no one's gonna listen doesn't matter about which about which aspects right about any of it really like this the, the way our lives are going to change as a result of all these things like what are you gonna do warn people like warn, warn them of what what are they gonna do differently mm, no i like no. personally i'm just gonna create like weird cults of love mm-hmm. it appears to be the same pathway well, it's like if if we're going to accelerate in this direction anyway, can you create funny inversions? And you probably can, and mm-hmm. probably am doing so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Like, I you know, this conversation like ten years from now, with like, I wonder what kind of interesting things will have been like discovered and considered, and how it changes like people's lives and stuff. I get the sense, though, that these things will change people's lives, at least the coming generation, very deeply. But mm. at the same time, like they won't have a reference point for what it was like before that. So I don't know, maybe like it's the same way as like if you think about ancient Egyptians or something, like they didn't have like smartphones or 
modern science or whatever it is. And like, but at the same time, they just sort of live their lives. Yeah. And each generation just sort of like at some level accommodates or acclimates to whatever change. And then maybe, maybe it doesn't bother anybody. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm curious how people who were uh, who were born in the age of internets try to grasp the age of before internet. Just the concept that there was no such thing. Yeah, I think our children probably. Um, I think if you have a kid born today, especially, um, I don't think they even know like how a computer works. Like to look at the little piece of glass with the, you know, people talking in and out of it. And like, I don't know, there's a, there's a lo the loss of physicality in technology where it's like you'd play with a speaker driver or you'd, you'd, uh, you know, maybe you'd like hook up your monitor to your yeah, PC you'd, you'd or something. Care how it works in a basic sense. Yeah. Or just like, just look at how PCs were like, you put the little cards in there and oh, there's a CPU and there's like power and there's like a few things. So if yeah. you were a little bit of a computer nerd, even a little bit, you had a little, at least a basic understanding of how shit worked. But now it's like, as that becomes more and more abstracted away, um, like, I, I, I feel like it's a generation that you could get to believe, you could have them believe almost anything because they actually don't know the underpinnings of how anything works. So you can mm. claim anything about anything and they'll believe you. Is my the, 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 brain, the brain's just like a machine that, that sort of adapts to whatever. And we're like beyond the, the how it works, need to know. It's, I don't know, it's like, um, there's, well, what it, there's really yeah, no need to know about all kinds the of world things economic forum right says that we're all hackable animals or some shit like that who read that one we're all i agree now. that's true the the world economic forum those you know there's like some weird article i don't know i don't know what's fiction and what's real they were saying that you know at, at the base of everything like the human brain and all that our psyche is very hackable and very animalistic and you know this is correct it is yeah, this is 100 correct yeah whatever like i'm not sure what political aim they have but yes it's correct like you run over like a fucking piece of putty um to an extent like the you thing really is like that? your genetic uh proclivities uh matter so you can't be molded to anything um That'd be like me saying I can mold anybody into Mozart or something. It's simply not true. So there's like within certain range. Right. Of course, within reason. I mean, I don't know how reasonable that all is and all, but it sounds a little fucking, fucking, you know? Yep. It's a funny little sound. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun stuff. I think, uh, uh, yeah, the uh, human beings for political aims have been manipulated for a very long time. Like, if anything, since the dawn of time. I mean, every yeah, religious, look, every religious book, that's what it chooses to is set up to do is to manipulate you. The Asians perfected it. Hmm? The Asian culture has perfected that manipulation, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, uh, every, every, uh, human activity, like, Every book you write is meant to uh, sort of like elicit some response in someone's brain. And as long as you do that, you're, you're either convincing them, manipulating the words you use are just irrelevant at that point. The descriptive words are irrelevant. Every single thing that uh, someone's exposed to 
whether it's words, language, any kind of content, whatever it is, it creates a state change in the mind uh, that you can't take back after you've been exposed to it. Simple I mean, that. yeah, that's why I keep going to these spaces and, you know, that's why I follow you guys. You guys changed me. It's like, it's like you're in my brain or something. Yeah. And you're changing me by being here, right? So that's just, that's what it is. That's nice, huh? I don't feel changed. It's okay. It happens from inside. I'm already inside of you. Just wait a little bit. It's like when you drop your first tab of acid, you know, you're like, I don't know about this. And then an hour goes by and you're like, I don't know. But everything is different for some reason. What happens on the third hour? Oh, I mean, that's up to you, really. Uh, Bruce, how much uh, hallucinogen, hallucinogen um, experimentation do you think one should have? None? Some? Um, there there seem to be a few zones of life where one should take the leap. Uh, one would be high school, college, where they have no responsibilities and um, no real offspring or people who depend on them having some kind of continuous state where it's just good to open your mind and get that that one or two SD increases in the openness of experience, which can guide your life long term and help in many ways um, in, the, in the field of like openness and empathy and stuff. And then after that, many people can get entrapped in careers or with families, at which point it becomes pretty irresponsible to indulge um, because you can disrupt the whole thing and, and fuck with other people's lives. And then there's another zone as well when you get towards like the, the migration of your children out of your nest. That's when you should try. Uh, and then another phase as well is, is when you're about to die. That's when you should try. Sefi, maybe when one of your, like, the youngest son leaves the nest, you should pop a fuckload of acid. Uh, but not through a divorce, right? Not through a divorce, right? No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't feel like it right now. I feel like, you know, anytime it's meant to happen the fucking you know the shrooms or the tabs they just find you you know they find you and then they come to you and they say hey man what's up dude i don't know there's there's definitely um phases of life where psychedelics are super interesting i think um if you wanted to use it in the most wholesome possible way like the context of of stuff like ptsd and terminal cancer is super fascinating for that stuff um, even if nothing else, like to, to, to take something and have basically a, a huge amount of the fear around death and, and suffering and pain taken away is like remarkable. Um, same with, with MDMA studies and, um, PTSD and stuff. Super interesting how much it can alleviate stuff. The, um, it, it's like the, the brain can be rewired within minutes as a result of PTSD. But and it can also like, be undone and rewired within minutes as a result of um, MDMA and, and specific therapies. Hey guys, I'm back. Just showered. Yeah, thank you for the update. Um, yeah, the uh, like actually, uh, since what, I deal with that, people that are dying all the time, I, I, it would be interesting to see, um, like, if people electively chose to use these things during that time and just kind of like I think they would talk about like their experience at that time with about it 
like um in studies i've read literally like 70 percent of of existential fear about death gone really interesting studies like the the level of peace and stuff and acceptance it's sort of like if, if you follow the conventional models like the i don't know like the elizabeth kubler ross model five stages of grief and this kind of thing mm-hmm. um in the lead up to any any you know from any any say terminal diagnosis to death um the sort of phases people go through it seems that psychedelics can can expedite can speed that up like a million times and just put you to the end of it <laughs> Just like really interesting, um, and and take away a lot of the fear and and stress and stuff. So super interesting, like that. Super interesting as well how effective and potent um, psychedelics and and things like MDMA can be in ten, twenty, thirty year PTSD. Just seemingly remapping the brain within a matter of of hours or days. Um, after all of that, very interesting. Just like setting a new groove that you couldn't do through therapy. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty decent experimental group, too, because, like, these are people that don't have anything to lose, like you said. So it's, like, a perfect place to experiment to find out, like, where it's useful, what kind of people it might not be useful in, or whatever it is. There's, yeah, like, that's, like, ethical usage and stuff. Um, I think as, as, a, as a human being, like, when you're young enough not to have many responsibilities, that's probably the time. I told a lot of my friends, I was like, take some fucking drugs now otherwise you won't (laughs) the ones that didn't didn't end up doing it they just got stuck in careers and things and families and whatever and now they don't they don't want to do it because they think they'll fuck things up Sifai can you check your uh, messages I might want to propose something very nice to your to your community oh okay one sec sounds nasty If Super Mario can eat mushrooms, why can't I eat mushrooms? <laughs> Jesus. No disclosure. Uh, our autism, autism tokens are only to be given to the virtuous, not to, for people that like try to not, either beg or do make funny posts and shit. That's not like people like me. Okay. So basically. Oh uh, no no no! It's not about funny posts. No, uh, there's a different thing. Uh, we've got notes. <laughs> But yeah. Anyway, um, because we we can promise one one from one of your guys if you want, if people want to participate. So these are very fun spaces. Very happy to be here. Say it again. What's your proposal? <laughs> now there's a giveaway uh, that we're gonna give away five spots of our DAO, and then I thought if because you guys are big shields of uh, Zeph and autism, if uh, people leave a mark that they are from CFI and Bruce Gang. Seth and Autism, we can promise to make sure that one spot goes to one of your guys. It's like a 1,000 bucks spot for being given away. Oh, you're, you're just giving away money and uh, giving it Well, not us. giving away money, a spot. And pe- people can just, okay. if they want to keep the spot, they can keep the spot. If they want to sell it OTC, they can sell it OTC. We're not gonna, it's $1,000 worth of DAO spot. Uh, under the pin post, but make sure you identify that you are from Zeph and Autism Gang, so we know when to pick. Where do we identify? In the comments. I mean, how did you value a thousand dollars? Who are you? Uh, it's at the current price and the tokenomics. Of course, it can be still adjusted, but at the launch, it will be about one thousand five hundred. 
it's now just going at the current rate. So we 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 filled like two hundred spots, and then with like a ladder uh, system. But uh, we're launching at about one point five k per spot, and then of course we will split the tokens. Shit! Here's my life savings. I'm sending it over right now. <laughs> you don't need to send anything. I'm not. I'm not sure even where you're sending that. Now I'm actually worried. Where did you even find to send stuff? So what? What's the like? What's the basic thirty-second pitch for disclosure down? Uh, Thirty elevator pitch, right? It's a community yep. that proposes, votes, chooses, and funds projects related to UFO and alien disclosure. It releases content to the public, monetizes it, profits, and grows. Pretty much it. Every member can vote and participate in the monetized content income. Goal of the future, position ourselves in the industry if that ever becomes a reality. So you can work in Alien McDonald's. I haven't been uh, I haven't been captured yet. I'm sorry. So old McDonald used to farm people too? Well he had a farm, yeah. Man, this is some twisted shit. Is the Dow for or against alien uh, disclosure? <laughs> the mean for? Why would we be against? Uh, we're not gatekeepers. Well, so, how, well, how can I mean, you guarantee that it's going to be just good alien? Oh, whether they would be good or bad. Uh, dude, if it's bad, then we're all fucked. We hope it's good. Fingers crossed. I mean... Is anybody thinking what I'm thinking? Space drugs. <laughs> Big time. First access. Just kidding. Front row tickets. I've gone straight. I'm going straight, man. I'm sober as a whistle. All right, see you guys. Just kidding. I'm on. I'm on a lot of. I'm on uh, some very heavy pharmaceuticals that I take every day. I'm going now. My brain hurts with all the people talking and all the sound effects. Yeah. I hit my limits. I, I think it's nothing personal. It's just because I'm autistic. Yeah. And I have like sensory issues, and it just overdid it for me. Yeah, the sound effects and things. I have the same issue with it. Just it's uh, get it gets on my nerves after a while. Nobody enjoys it in the whole world. Um, coach, it's it's sensory integration disorder. I deal with this every day. It's very it's a heavy, you know. It's not a, not a lot of people talk about it, but yeah, man, it's like really, yeah. It's like it's something, you know. It's why we have autism tokens. Uh, hmm. It's why we have tokens like the aforementioned token uh, that is yet to be released, uh, but soon to drop. 
Hey, coach. Uh, just before you go, just before you go, I just wanted to say because you gift you gifted a bunch of us. Because uh, I know you from the Mog GC and stuff like that. You, you know, you, you gifted a bunch of us uh, some tokens, and like I really like. I just wanted to say, and I wrote you a DM, but I really, I really want to say I love what you guys are doing. Um, like I, I'm not on the fucking spectrum, but I do have like MS. I've had like a couple strokes. I'm like 40 years old, so like I kind of do know what like I have like at least some level of sympathy of like fucking some some shit that people kind of deal with. But like you know what? I, and what what I did because I'm not like concerned. Like I'm not concerned about the money. I like I gifted I gifted the autism token to like the one to the one person that I feel like has really helped me a lot. And and I just wanted to say I appreciate what you guys are doing. And I just wanted to come up before you before you jam out and say fucking just keep on keeping on man awesome like that's yeah it's really good to hear that man um i think with the with the autism stuff like i'm not i'm not so into like uh pumping a token or um making price go up or something the thing that really means something to me is the the impact on people and what a lot of people have told me so far is like um, them, them giving autism to other people and having the opportunity to say like, I'm really grateful for you for X, Y, Z reason. So I'm making you autistic. Um, and then making that person smile and making that person feel appreciated and then having them feel inspired to, to pass it on in turn. That's like, that's been the really fulfilling thing to me. It's like almost like this weird self-perpetuating gratitude virus or something that started. Um, and, and like a lot of, uh, especially women, you know, have, have contacted me and said, like, this is the most fun I've ever had in crypto, giving stuff away to other people. Um, is that a so really like to, uh, Coach Bruce? Uh, to, to be virtuous, does one need to be a female of the feminine persuasion? To be virtuous? No, no. Like, um, like it, all, all it really means is that, um, like, when I'm talking about virtue, it just means that somebody embodies something, some character, which you really respect or appreciate, as in um, maybe their, their level of kindness to others, their positivity, their, their playfulness, their creativity, um, the way they speak the truth, no matter the, the social pressures or the financial agenda or whatever, um, just anything you, you deeply appreciate about someone. And then to, to make them autistic as a compliment or an ode or a token of gratitude towards that that's that's what it's about for me and then that sort of establishes a chain of, of of love or gratitude or of of owed giving which is really nice um i think it's one, in many ways more us, powerful one of us. yeah like it i mean who like nobody can really police what gratitude is i can just say um autism is a thing you give people when you really appreciate something about them long term well, you know, and, just, and, and oh, therefore, um, it makes them feel special and appreciated for having a presence in your life. Um, that, that's, it's, it's like, I'm making you autistic because you are special and you're a unique, rare person. And then like, okay, I, I give out some of the initial distribution. I share it around, but then it's like, it's not mine anymore. It's, it's like in the hands of the people. It's up to them to decide who is virtuous or not. I just hope it's like, I mean, virtuous is kind of funny, right? Cause, um, like one of the initial things that happened straight away was like, these people aren't virtuous. They're just your friends. Like <laughs> these are just insiders. Like you're, you're hijacking the word virtuous and everyone started like talking about that. And I thought that's funny. Cause like the more talk, the more, the more, um, attention and, uh, understanding of the actual concept. And more but, um, virtue. 
But I, I don't think it, like, you could use any word, really. You could use the word gratitude. You could use the word appreciation. You could use any word. Virtue is just kind of funny because it's like, it, I, I like words that have an element of assuming some kind of objective trait, right? Like, even though it's like a, a subjective assessment because it leads to more fun down the road. Um, in reality, it's like you think somebody is virtuous because you appreciate something about them long term. And then because of that, you make them autistic. And it's like a sort of a, it's a very personal, intimate act. It's like a, it's like a bow. It's something that is missing from modern society, right? The appreciation of others, the the gratitude for others, um, even the the basic reward in a social sense of of what others do, despite not needing to. Um, I think it's especially good in crypto because people are a very um, money, grifty, grifty driven, um, financially seeking. Uh, the algorithm on Twitter tends to incentivize a lot of divisiveness and engagement seeking and controversy and and racism and whatever else so to to sort of invert that and start rewarding positivity and kindness and things is, is like a really nice thing in my opinion and um like it's i kind of had this this idea to start with but to actually see it happen and to be told by hundreds and hundreds of people that they've had like a really nice experience in giving stuff away that's awesome well, you know, it was cool. Like my the, the friend that I gave it gave it to, she's like been one of my friends in like in this space for a long time, and she was just like she was she was floored. She's like, no, let me send it back. I'm like, no, 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 it's good, it's good. Like I'm like I want to give it, and I just like I, look, I like I'll be real. Like I just shipped her the whole lot, and I was like, but you know what? If you know somebody, give give them a little bit, right? Give you know try to you know break them off like thirty like on the post. I said thirty yeah. thirty percent, you know, and she's like okay, I think I know somebody and like, you know what? So like, it's kind of like, you know, even, even within like myself and like one other person, it started like a small little chain reaction, you know? So like, that's dope, exactly. like that. That's exactly what I want. It's almost like I would like people to do it anyway without the token, but the, the fact of having a token and the transaction makes it more likely and more meaningful in some ways, right? It's, it's almost like, it's almost like it accelerates the virus, where the virus is is love or gratitude, and that's kind of interesting. Um, it it relates in general to like a lot of my early ideas about crypto. Like I I kind of thought like hmm, it, people people always said like crypto is money, and and it is in many ways, and it seems to fulfill the, the the characteristics of good money in many ways, right? Like you know, fungibility, portability, whatever. Okay, but but like, what are people actually doing on Twitter all of the time? What are people actually doing on CT? They're they're playing like the the idea absorption and belief absorption and belief perpetuation games. Um, and because I hold something, because I have skin in the game in something, and that stands for something, even if it is the narratives around a coin. Like I don't know, like I saw a a, a KAS Casper tweet come up, and one of the narratives around that is like it's better than Bitcoin, right? True proof of work or whatever. And then before that, you had KDA and other stuff, whatever. Like the, the these things in terms of mental concepts are just beliefs. They're just thoughts. They're just ideas. And then what are people doing? They're trying to perpetuate the idea because they have skin in the game, right? And then like that that's what most people are doing. So so from my perspective, I thought crypto is always has always been more interesting as a technology, not as money, but as a way to accelerate the transmission of ideas and beliefs and behaviors. And um, even more than that, like higher spiritual principles, um, 
if if a token can stand for something very strongly, like a set of spiritual principles, maybe principles, beliefs, actions, rituals, things people do that bring real good to the world, then if people have skin in the game in that thing, they're effectively um, emissaries. They're people passing on those principles to others. And something like autism is like one of the early experiments in this. It's like, what if we see crypto as technology to transmit ideas or transmit gratitude or transmit love um, and just really drill down on that aspect of it like what could we do and and then you have something like autism and then i have many ideas for what's to come but um i think it's 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 a more interesting conception of crypto and it's also a conception where um it, it's almost like more spiritually aligned and more more wholesomeness aligned than than simply seeing it as money um so yeah, I, I like it, and it seems to have worked, which is cool. Well, I have to say, it is brilliant to call it. I like you, so I give you autism. I, I, I just think that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, like one of the ways I thought about it was kind of like these um, concentric rings. Like uh, the the outer ring is the absolute most superficial way you could engage with it, and then the inner ring is like. Um, the highest level of spiritual knowledge. The outer ring is like, I'm autistic, haha. I'm making you autistic, haha. Whatever. Um, but even that, like, people enjoy it, right? Like, to be given autism, to be made autistic, it's it's nice. Like, thank you for making me autistic. I was autistic already, but I could have done with more. Thank you. You know, hang on a minute. I I can't accept this. I'm already autistic. You know, make someone else autistic. No, no, no. You you need more autism. We all need more autism. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like the silly interactions all the time um but but that's enjoyable and then after that um after that layer like that outer concentric ring you get to things like gratitude and gifting and then upwards you get to more like spiritual concepts and my idea is to have like sort of a, a series of of concentric rings where people can engage whatever they like you know they they can engage in terms of being someone who's gifting and making other people feel special they can engage in terms of like joking around about being autistic or they can be really into like the, the heavy duty, high level of, of net spirituality and stuff, which some people here are into. Um, it doesn't really matter. Like I think, I think each ring as well is sort of a, a, a portal or a doorway into the next level um, in some senses. Um, so it's sort of interesting as well to, to create something that is simultaneously a stupid meme, but also um, has some, some essence or some qualities of something much higher level that people can uncover. Let me hold some. Exactly. That's very excellent. Um, as a matter of fact, Coach, it's always listening to you and like tripping face. Um, I was really taken aback by your keen observation about some of the uh, sentiments that are prevalent that you find on social media and elsewhere. And, and maybe at the same time, while my mind was being blown by your ingenious explanation, um, of exactly what you've done here uh, with autism is, you know, just after you exited the space, it was uh, portrayed that innocent Anne uh, was somehow uh, some kind of hateful creature, somebody who was opposed to somatics. It was, uh, it was a little bit of a, uh, let's say quandary a little bit of a conundrum for the space we had to we had to work that out may i give you some feedback you must learn to get to the point quicker 
I want some chili. That's, uh... That's the alpha. Please don't do that. It triggers What's my with all those sound effects? Oh, jeez. Oh. It's painful. Sorry. It's just not it's just not very inclusive. That's the thing about it. Like a lot of people here have sensory issues and things. I don't yeah. like it. So yeah, and I do too. I I'm, I'm sorry, I just get excited. It's okay. I'll go back to being a listener now. Okay, bye. Let me hold some. Okay, Bruce. I think I need to get some rest. I think I'm getting sick. It's okay. Um, I would understand. I would understand why you're getting sick with this kind of company. Mm. What's your HRV? Is it dropping? Yeah. What is your HRV? <laughs> oh, geez. Let me check today. Um, Euro, where are you at? Often there's a two-day dip. Um, interesting thing, Sophie. Before you even feel symptomatic, there'll typically be a two-day dip in HRV, and also yeah. um, generally an increase in in respiratory rate. That seems to be one of the most sensitive things. Yep, I've noticed it does track illnesses really quite well. You get good warning before your death. Like if you wear this to your death, you'll have great warning. <laughs> you'll be like, "This is it." Well, well first off. It says I leveled up for some reason because I logged some entries of some kind. No, we need the numbers. Um, okay, which number would you like here? HRV. Oh my gosh, it went up a lot today. Sometimes there's a there's a pre-spike um, for a rebound. Like it's when like you initially get ill, there can be... 38 mass is the highest I've ever been. Like yeah. This is the highest I've ever been. I did have improved uh, sleep performance, so I slept actually early last night, and then I woke up late today. I didn't have anywhere to go. This so might be one of these rebound things where, definitely a proper where like, sleep. you have a, a parasympathetic surge before major illness. It happens sometimes. And then um, yeah, I'm feeling a little down today. Like uh, I took a little bit of Tylenol or whatever. Um, it said that like I've had one of my highest recoveries, I guess because I slept just peacefully, I guess, overnight. So no, yeah, it could, it could be, be, could be um, 38. This is the highest I've ever had on this thing. Could be hyper-recovery, uh, impending doom. Oh, shit. Yeah, the lull before the storm. Now you're making me anxious, see? You need a nice cigarette, Sefi. I've got plenty. I could that. Maybe. That's what's missing. You have gone your entire life without ever experiencing the inhalation of smoke into your precious lungs. I'm going to go to bed now. Does anyone have any final spiritual questions? I used to be a monk, you know. Nobody knows. Everyone thinks I'm just a crypto influencer freak. Uh, coach, it's okay. does everybody not know this or... Is there some of us here who maybe... Well, it's not that nobody knows it. It's that nobody ever takes advantage. And that's kind of sad. However, I will, I will spread my wisdom through my online activities and creating weird cults. Thank you, Bruce. Very magnanimous. Thank you. And good night. Good night. Okay, I've been on this too long. Good night, everybody. See everybody later. Good night. Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in
picking up birds. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days got them acting all bankless. Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knots. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knots. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace. Stacked in non toxic. Just to get a better place. Smacking on the hostage. Like the shit is played for keeps. Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible. When model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle. Eats. Tearing apart your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach. Coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats. And then we'll round up the beasts and send a Messenger East, y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Ten spaces.